Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. Let's do it live on a Thursday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, your sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland, I am merely Bo. He is the great Z. Inching closer, sir. Inching closer. The NFL. Yeah, I'd like to tonight. sprint there. I'd like to get there. I can't wait for this game tonight. Yeah. The Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champions, the Chiefs going on against the Lions. I'm excited for that. Before we get into too much serious business, though, I got to shout out our guy Lavelle. I have to do it. What did he do? Well, I mean, first of all, you're never going to hear me have any issue with that. I, I appreciate that very yeah. much. He was my guy. Yes. In the old days, my guy. He was. Yeah. And now he's our guy. It me a great deal that he is now your guy. Well, he's our guy. I don't get to partake, though, like I'm, in the old days. The old days, back in the old days, I could partake a little bit. I'm going to. In I'm the gonna new sh- days. I'm going to no. show you a picture right now, and I All want right. me to tell you, you to tell me what you see. Focus on the main event there. Oh, there's, my God. There's clearly a main event. <laughs> you got a tomahawk ribeye? No, that's not even a tomahawk roast. That is a... Oh, it's a lamb chop. So you would think. That is a venison chop. He had a rack of venison that he was hand-slicing into... A deer chop? Yes. I've never had so before in my life. So for people who don't know who Dennis Venison is, deer. Yes. Then you have a pesto shrimp. Don't worry about that. Just focus on the venison chop. Right, so I've never seen that chop. in my life. So I've had two things now that I've never had in my entire life in the Where last two weeks. venison? Water buffalo ribeyes, which oh, blew yeah, your mind. Really sucking on the bone of one of those venison chops. They're spectacular. Gibby, show Gibby's the people. loving it. Dude, in mid, in mid I sent it to the Hoff. I don't think the Hoff's ever seen anything like I've that. I've never seen it. It came out like a full rack of lamb, and then he would. they were carving them one at a time for you. I've never seen anything like it. It was so good. It was it, I said, and it's a bold statement. I'm I've never a, seen it. I mean, we, I've hunted a lot of deer. I'm a prisoner of the moment. Let I've me be clear. It. Yeah. Maybe the best thing that's ever come out of that cafe. I mean, it, I'll just tell you this. For the folks out there, the look of this is extraordinary. It's perfect. Perfectly medium rare. It's yeah. perfect. Would, uh, Gibbe, you said when I said that earlier, you're like, that's a bold call. And it is where bold. He, where are they dreaming this stuff up? He must just have a freezer. He's hanging out with the Jose Andres, I guess. He's got to. Because he's most got water eclectic. buffalo. He's got venison. Lo- like, I don't even I've know. I've never seen that before. But I, it feels to me like that is, this is food that portends victory. Oh, God, I hope so, man. I hope so. How could it not? I can't. I, we can't get there soon enough. We cannot get to... Sunday soon enough. I feel like that's a palpable feeling in this building. I think it's taken a step further. I think it's a palpable feeling in the fan base. Like you've, this has been 
I mean, let's be real. This has been two long years, brother. Like last year was tough, tough. You know, um, I've been through waited, a lot here. We've waited this off Water season. off a duck's back. <laughs> you've waited. Talk this... to me when you've done zero and sixteen, brother. Yeah, but you also Talk knew that's long. what was. You knew what was in play. You Nobody had to have, knew zero and sixteen was. But in you play. knew it was going to be three and thirteen. Okay, those were bad rosters, right? That's so fine. You did not have. I'm going to tell you something. It no, is much. It's much. It's, it's easier to lack aspirations than to have aspirations and not meet them. Yes. That is a very – I'm much. it's much easier to be playing for nothing than think you're playing for something and then end up not playing for nothing. Correct. And the hard part about this entire offseason has been there is nothing that you or I can say or that Kevin Stefanski can say or that Deshaun Watson can say no. or that our front officer ownership can say. It's got to be done. It just has to be done. Gibby's yep. the show-me-state guy. Yep. Like, this has to be shown this Sunday. That's when it's going to happen. And it is going to be hyper-reactive one way or another. Yes. Yes, hyper, hyper-reactive. We are either going to the Super Bowl or disband everything. I mean, that's kind of – it feels like those are the stakes in the social media world for this particular football uh, game, which is one of 17, I'll remind people, but also one that feels very important. Yeah. I mean, I think it's – it's the first two. I mean, you, you get Bengals Steelers out of the gates. Like that's the it's a split is what you need to get out of that. You gotta get a split out of that. Gotta get a split. And if you happen to go two and oh, phenomenal. I think oh and two would be would be a tough starting point. You'd, I think it'd make the next two games a must win. You'd have to be two and two going in the bye with a mm-hmm. win over the Ravens and the Titans. But you get it's a big one. And I think it's there. I think this is Going through it, the more that I've you know gone through it, I'm almost done completely with the boards. I just have a few things left to do on the Bengals side of things, but I got a lot of my trends in here and looked into some of the stuff that Lou Anarumo is doing, and I'm sure we'll talk about that in more detail later on. But I feel good. I feel pretty good, and I, I feel like this is a very good team. I feel like we're a very good team. I feel like they're a very good team, and I think it's going to be fun. I think we're going to watch, I think, some high-level football. Maybe I think this game and the Bills-Jets – should be maybe the two best games of the weekend. Yeah, it's interesting. I was listening to uh, the Cuz and Bill on their on their big extravaganza <laughs> this week, and they didn't even have this as like must watch. Um, and of well, course, giving you, it to the whole country. It. So well, right. And they well, they viewed the one that they viewed as the mo- as the most watch was actually Philly and New England, which I have no interest in Philly or New England. But Bill can't help himself. He loves he loves the idea of talking himself into the Patriots. But um, yeah, no, this is. This is the one of I, I think that there are th- when I, when you look at the full slate, I think if you take like if you just look at the two rosters and say I mean, you're doing rosters, you're doing brands, you're doing all of that, but it is Jets and Buffalo. That yep. is a that's a monster. Yeah. Um, this one is a monster. The Steelers and Forty ers in the one o'clock window, pretty good. It's a good game. Yeah. Out of the gates, yep. like is with Pickett. Yep. You know, Bosa gets signed yesterday. What is what does that look like? Um, you know, that that's a big one. The other one to me that no one is talking about that I'm really interested to see is Miami at LA. Chargers. So they play the Chargers. Yeah, agreed. Miami plays the Chargers on on Sunday. So that's another one that's that's really good and I think has a lot of intrigue to it. Um but in terms of like, hey, here's two two teams. And we believe this. There aren't many people in the country who believe this, but here are two teams that, if things go right, can win the Super Bowl. Yes, these are two of those teams. I think people probably people in Pittsburgh probably think Pickett. We probably view the same way about Watson the way they view about Pickett. Okay, 
I'm not comparing the two. I'm <laughs> saying the way that they're viewed by the prospective fan bases. I'm going to tell you, I'll take it a step further. I would tell you, and you tell me if you think I'm wrong on this, and I don't think it's a stretch. I think people, I think the Pittsburgh fan base is more convinced of Pickett's, Pickett being great than some of our fan bases of Watson being great despite the fact that Watson's been great for four years in the NFL. Sean Watson is – You tell me if you think that that's not a true statement, It might though. be true. No, no, no. You, so. you, we talked to our fans. I know, but I can't imagine people in Pittsburgh truly believe that. Like, I think they do. Hearts. No, no, I think they do. That's crazy. They do. They believe he's going to be great. Sean Watson is fourth all-time of all quarterbacks who have ever played the game. But do you have game. a problem with my statement? No. I think, I think it's, it's I think it's silly. accurate based on – Say, what has Kenny Pickett ever shown to anybody – that would make him even believe that he could be that good. Sean Watson's fourth all-time in completion percentage, third all-time in rating behind only Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. All-time. I know. In the history of this game. We've been through it. Like, what is Ken, Kenny Pickett? And maybe Again, he this isn't me. I'm telling you the, I'm, that no, no, how no. the fan bases view it. Well, people are irrational. They are. But theirs is irrationally positive. Well, that's because they've our, had that's not our nature to all, be irrationally positive. And we're positive irrationally negative. Yes. To be fair... We haven't finished above them in the standings since, what, 89? Yes. So we got some catching up to her. Yeah. It's all – I get it all. Like, I think people – and look, maybe Kenny Pickett is about to take this monstrous leap, which would be what a joy to see. But I think people forget that this – we're talking about a guy who threw for seven touchdowns and nine interceptions last year. And forget that. But we're talking about somebody who averaged six yards an attempt and 180 yards a game. I know. Like – what are we talking about that this guy's all of a sudden you listen to it you've seen all the people make the projections of who's making the playoffs they're always in it uh, always always and always. they're oh and well, I they are they, always they in always it. in it they win and it, but it's god almighty it's it's enough do people what's what do you think what is more likely this is what I would like to say to people what is more likely that Kenny Pickett jumps so let's say that you think the two rosters are equal Pittsburgh and and Cleveland what Let's say that you think that. I don't either, but let's say that you do. Okay. okay. Let's say that you say that the two rosters are equal. Okay. They're probably not. They're probably pretty similar. Okay. We have strengths. They have strengths. I like ours a little better, but I don't think it's – you don't think it's a, a monster gap from their roster to ours outside of quarterback, do you? I mean, I think our offensive line is significantly superior. Our running back is significantly superior. I think probably receivers and tight end are a wash. Theirs are probably a little. Do you think so? Uh, I mean, just because we haven't seen I Elijah Pickens. yet. I love Pickens. Washington's I love great. Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson's great. I love, yeah. I'm a big Deontay Johnson guy. I think our defense is better than their defense. Our corners are for sure better than their corners. Yeah, corners are. Our line is at least now, I think, well, they, close the, to being on par star with power. Them. I mean, I don't, I don't, not some Pittsburgh apologist, but between Minka, J, uh, Watt, and Hayward, they, they've got three, yeah. you know, at every level kind of there. It's close. It gets back to my point. Yeah. Is it more likely, this is what I would say to people, more likely that Kenny Pickett becomes a 70% passer who throw, has a 3-to-1 touchdown-interception ratio or that Deshaun Watson does that? Deshaun. Because he's done it. That's right. Yeah. With but in, with a lot. He did it a lot. Talent. He did it for four years. He has better talent around him now. When's the last, do, when's the last time the Steelers won a playoff game? 2016? Is that it? Has it been that? I don't know. Yeah. Well, the only other year could be 2017. They lost in the divisional round, but they were 13-3. and three. So my guess is back then you would have had two teams getting a bye. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they would have gotten a bye. And then they lost. Is that the, is that the loss to Jacksonville? Jacksonville? That's what I was thinking, yeah. 
Blake yes. Bortles went in there. Uh-huh. Yes. So they lost. They did not make the playoffs in 18. They did not make the playoffs in 19. They lost in the first round to us in 20. They lost to the Chiefs in the first round in 21. They did not make the playoffs last year. They won a playoff game since 16. Yeah. I mean, let's let's. We have. Yeah. We beat them. I understand. You and I know that. <laughs> but it all goes away Sunday. I mean, you get a chance. We're talking about a team that does not want to play a game at a minimum in six seasons, and it feels like at a maximum seven. Like, and they, we're acting like these guys are the best team that's ever lived. No, the same is happening with Baltimore, by the way, as well. A lot of people all over the Ravens, and I, I don't, uh, I don't see that one. Um, a couple of news out there: the Browns restructured the contract of Wyatt Teller, creating nine million more in cap space. Uh, that being reported by Field Yates. A um, couple of notes from the NFL. Uh, I mentioned the Bosa contract, $34 million per year on the extension, five years, 122.5 of it guaranteed, $170 million overall. He is um, – that resets the market by a pretty wide margin. It most certainly does. I mean, they kind of lapped. So they had yeah. the highest paid tight end, highest paid D end, highest paid running back, highest yes. paid linebacker, I believe, with Warner. Probably, or close. Right? I think they have the highest paid player. I saw oh, this tweet yesterday. There were like seven It's like positions. five position groups that they have the highest paid, but they're paying pretty eight Nothing. bucks. Yeah. So that's how you can Nothing. do all of that. Yep. Um, it is a mailbag Thursday. Tweet your questions to ZNI Browns underscore daily. We're going to answer those later in the show. We do have a game tonight. It is the Leos and the Chiefs. Uh, Travis Kelsey apparently worked out this Sounds morning. Sounds like he's going to play. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does sound like he's going to play. So that's good, right? And that's uh, NBC. Yeah, it's big news for him. I didn't even tell him that he's not. I was going to wait until I was going to wait until you're going like, to just let it be a shock. No, I was going to wait until right before kick and say, "Oh yeah, Kelsey's out. I already put Kincaid in. You're fine." But it's just temporary. Don't worry about it. Like, there's no reason for him to be up in arms yet. If he's going to be a fantasy football player, if you're letting him Dude, into this world, he needs to be on the news. Like, this is outrageous. This kid's like what is daily required. Right now, from an academic athletic standpoint, I don't even know how he gets up in the morning. Like, he voluntarily went to bed what are we last doing? night He's at, like, 11. 10 to 9. Yeah, but it's football practice every night for two hours. It's uh, it's homework every how night. How much homework it's is he getting? A lot. Stacking. In what? Fifth grade? Sixth. Sixth grade? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It stacks. It stacks, buddy. Listen, he needs to have time to decompress and go through the news of the national of his team. His team, yeah. He's got to get locked in. But he he doesn't he's unaware of it. Tell, at this give point. him my number. Tell him talk just talk to me. Run, run through this deal yes. with Uncle Z. Yeah, I cannot stress how bad an idea that is. It's a great I think idea. He'd, he'd thrive. Why is it a bad idea? Probably leading right hear, to a championship. Want, okay, all right, Gibbe. Why is it a bad I'm idea? I'm not sure you're the greatest influence necessary for those young boys. This what is I coming do? from this is coming from somebody who isn't allowed into other countries, who has done a lot of things that he can't speak of. I'm I have a, member, a clean I'm record, a member brother. Of, I'm, a member of I'm a bad influence. Team now. I'm a bad influence. This I'm a member is of the security team now. You better watch yourself. Do you get all anything. the gear? Do you get all the gear? I did. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Oh, man. I'm hey, a bad influence. By the way, uh, go ahead. What do you have? Going back to the 49ers yeah. conversation, highest paid defensive end, highest paid running back, highest paid fullback, third oh, yeah. highest paid He's tight shot. end, third highest paid left tackle, third highest paid linebacker, sixth highest paid defensive tackle, seventh highest paid wide receiver. Meanwhile, their quarterback, Brock Purdy, makes the least among all NFL starters at 934K. Yeah. So Brock Purdy makes one-third of what Shadur Sanders is going to make at Colorado. That's right. 
and uh, the kid at like Caleb, USC. Caleb it's, Williams is going to make $5 million, the USC, the yeah. Heisman winner. He All weekend, he was in back-to-back ads. They'd run the Nissan ad, then they'd run the, the, the Wendy's. Uh, Wen- well, Wendy's, and they also – oh, he had three. Yeah. He also had Dr. Pepper. Oh, that's right. He had yeah. three ads all weekend long. Um, all right, those are your hot topics presented by Vivid Seats. Head to Vivid Seats to purchase the brand-new premium terrace experience. Your tickets come with pregame field pass, parking, all-inclusive food and beverage, and lastly, a $50 Brown Shop gift card. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, official fan experience partner of your Cleveland Browns. Coming up next, Bubba Ventrone from the podium. It is a Thursday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And the Ohio Lottery and the Browns present the 2023 Digital Scratch-Off game. Browns fans can play once per day through the 2023 regular season on ClevelandBrowns.com and the Cleveland Browns social channels. Digitally scratch a virtual card revealing chances to win great prizes like a pair of club seats for the next home game, team shop, gift cards as well. Enter Today for that, and now let's head to the podium. Special teams coordinator Bubba Ventrone. He's done well. He is getting comfortable with the operation. Um, you know, he's very particular. Um, so those guys have done a good job. They've worked really hard the last week or so, just getting that, you know, in a comfortable spot. So it looks good. Mechanics and nuances to that kicking game is that is that a real challenge to get a guy? up to speed with that group in this just short of a window? No, I think just the communication is important amongst him and Corey, you know, specifically on the on the on where the ball needs to be placed and how it's leaned and all that all that type of stuff. So it's been good. Was that a tough transition for you to have to make a, a tough decision for you to have to, you know, be a part of to to move on from Cade and just say, you know, we've got to make a change here? Yeah, I mean you build relationships with players and things like that. Um as far as the kicking specifically, I've worked with a number of specialists and kickers over the last five years, you know, as a coordinator. So I've, I feel like I've had experience, you know, in that regard. So excited about Dustin and, you know, his opportunity to contribute to our, our, our team. For the season, what do you plan to do to try and fill that void? Yeah, I mean, that was, it was disappointing for him. He had worked so hard to come back you know, from injury and obviously sustaining that in the, in the KC game was, was heartbreaking, you know, for the, for the kid because he had worked so hard to, to make it back, you know. And then, you know, in, in football, you know, injuries are going to happen and it's a part of the game and we're ready for, you know, to take that next step and not replace him, but, you know, someone else needs to step up and, you know, contribute to those units. Hey, Bubba, yesterday you had uh, Jerome Ford taking the reps to kick returner, but the guy kicking the ball was the practice squad kicker. Why was that instead of Hopkins? We're going to have our guys kick on different days at times, you know. Typically in a, in a, in a uh, week of work, Dustin's going to kick on Thursday and Friday. That's what he's done in his career. So just try to keep him as comfortable as possible with his process and – Lucas will kick on Wednesdays and Thursdays. What do you like about Jerome Ford as, as a kick returner? Mama? Jerome does a lot of good things. He's got good vision. He's an aggressive runner. He's fast. Uh, he's got good contact balance. He's strong. I think he's. I think he's got some toughness to him. Um, 
every every Friday, and I shouldn't really say this now because I hope none of the players see it, but every Friday I show a high school highlight film from one of our players at the end of my meeting, just try to lighten it up a little bit, and I'm going to show his tomorrow, and it's probably the best highlight film I've seen in the last six years, so uh, excited to do that. With Jerome, I mean, when you have a younger player who has to miss, like, an extended time in training camp, like, what's most important? Like, obviously, it's his second year here, but to, to make sure he's staying on top of things, and how have you seen him handle that part of it? Yeah, for I would say for ball handlers specifically, like, for us, he's just got to get as many catches pre- and post-practice, uh, especially off the live foot. That's important. He's done a good job of that uh, since he's been back and, you know, excited to be able to see him, you know, moving forward. Usual that a kicker who's been in the league nine years has never kicked here before in this stadium. Yeah, I know it's one game Hopkins had. Yeah. Just PATs in that particular game. That is that is kind of I didn't I didn't actually know that. So how um, how do you get him acclimated? This is the toughest. So it was it was good to be able to get down there last week and and hit in the stadium. That was his first time that we had, you know really light live operation and it was at the stadium so that was good he hit the ball well the thing that's works to his advantage just overall as a, as a specialist as a kicker even though he had been in LA the last two years he's been in Washington the previous however many so he's kicked outside he's been in the elements he understands you know wind patterns and wind conditions um, so that I think bodes to his advantage and our advantage as far as, you know, acquiring a guy this late in the game. Um, so, and he's a true professional. He really is. Um, he's worked really hard at, you know, getting comfortable with those guys. So, it's been good. In terms of your job, uh, what was it like to lose your number one returner and then have to switch up your kickers in the final week of camp? Yeah, I mean, Th things are going to happen, you know, things happen in, in, in sports and football and you just, you gotta, it's, it's how you bounce back. It's how you, it's how you, uh, you know, get back up off the ground, you know, and how, how, how are we going to make it right? So things happen in a game. I mean, there's guys go down in a game. It's how are you going to, how are you going to come back? How are you going to, you know, respond? So I feel like this is some adversity, you know, with our team and we gotta, we gotta come back and come back fighting. Donovan, I mean, Donovan has been the primary returner back there. We have other guys that can do it. So, you know, we're always going to go with the best available, you know, depending on their offensive and defensive availability. So, but I'm, I'm sure you got geeked up as a player for Sunday. So how's it different as a coach? Or do you get geeked up just in a different way? It's different. I feel like as a, as a player – you have more like true nerves going into a game. It's just it's different, you know. As a coach, you you feel you feel confident as long as you prepare well. Like I feel like I, I prepare well. I feel confident in my ability to get my players in the right position. But then you're kind of at the mercy of them. You know, you don't have any real control over the performance. You're just trusting in them that they've prepared well and have practiced well and. You put them and train them in specific situations. Um, so there's definitely differences. Um, I would say that, like, me my, me personally, I got more nervous for games as a player. How important is it to have core guys on your units to be to have the special teams that you want? And who would you say are, like, your core guys, like the, the Matt Adams and those guys? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I would say the guys that don't play really that have like starting roles offensively and defensively. I think that those you have those backups in those key positions. Typically, I would say like amongst the league, you know, most of your core is going to come from defensive positions, uh, linebackers, you know, the third, fourth, fifth safety, uh, the fifth corner on the roster. You know, hopefully you can have some offensive players that contribute in some capacity, whether it's, you know, the third running back. Um, you know, hopefully you can have a tight end contribute. Like Harrison Bryant helps us out. So that's like that's a positive because then when you get those contributions from the offensive positions, then it pulls a little bit back off the defense. When you don't have contributions from offensive players, if you don't have a running back that, that really does much, if you don't have a tight end, then it's really stressing those defensive positions. And you may need to have you may need to carry another defensive player to the game to do so. So, guys that can do multiple things, uh, position flexibility is a big thing. You know, acquiring Pierre Strong was was a, was a good thing for us because he had special teams experience uh, in New England. So I think that that's definitely val that's value that's having value. And be sure to check out new episodes of Dogs Only, new player led podcast. Watch and listen on the Browns YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcast. It is a matchup day. We will break down the Browns defense versus a high-flying Bengals offense coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Bally Bet, sports betting partner, your Cleveland Browns now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Bally Bet coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And join Z and Gerard tonight, 7 to 8, Brew Garden, Begley Road, Middleburg Heights for the regular season debut of the Kevin Stefanski Show. Stop out and meet Browns quarterback Greg Newsom. Enjoy some great specials from Bud Light as well. By the way, a, a hunk of venison yes. was delivered to me. That's right. By Uno from That's Lavelle's right. Kitchen. That's right. And? So, let's just say this. It was clearly sous vide. I don't think that there's any there's doubt. There's no doubt that it was sous vide be. because it was sous vide and then finished rare, in an oven. And then, I feel like. then finished in a broiler, yeah. probably, or yeah. a very, very hot oven one right, way or another. Oven. Right. Okay. It was not warm when it was delivered to me. So this was a, this was okay. a lukewarmish, cool okay. cut of, of meat. Um, I did not eat it with a utensil. I chose to just eat it alpha male style. Give me a bone and let's go. Yes. If people don't like that, that you didn't use a utensil, they can get bent. Get bent. Um, it was sublime. And I said while devouring it that it would it would be something that you would show up at. Like if you were having a dinner at the Murray Hotel in Livingston, Montana, it would be tonight's special. Yes. It would be bone-in tomahawk venison. Yes. And you'd get like yes. three of them. Yes. And it would have – that's what it tastes. Yes. It was of that quality. It was. So, so do you agree? It, could it be the best – I'll, let me rephrase it then, so I don't pin you it's down. It's hard to imagine. I'm trying to think. Is of it the best. on the Mount Rushmore? Yeah, for, for sure. sure. And it's I, I honestly I can't really think of anything. For the only thing that I remember, it's been a while since I've eaten down there. But the only thing I remember, like that, I remember being blown away by was there is a split pea. Ham yes, soup I was going to say the split pea soup. Those are like stunning. in my mind. Those are the top two things. So this is, but that I mean that's comparing a soup to a, a delicious cut of meat. But it was a transformative. Soup. It was transformative. But I so those were the two things yes. that jumped to my mind of like. Okay, that's next level. We've had some good like smoked prime rib and stuff sure. like that. That's awesome, yeah. but stuff that you've yeah, but just in terms in of like wow, I've never life. had that. 
That's up there. Yeah. That's stunning. Stunning is right. Yeah, I did not have it. I think you're It's exactly a matchup right. day presented by Bally Bet, sports betting partner. Your Cleveland Browns now live in Ohio. It is our defense versus the Bengals offense. Dr. Z. All right, folks. Here's who the Bengals are. You know it. Joe Burrow, 68%, 4,475 yards, 35 touchdowns, 12 picks, a 100.8 rating. Also career highs, 257 yards rushing and five rushing touchdowns last year. Kind of right in line with his career, to be honest with you. 68% for his career, 82 touchdowns, 31 picks, 100.4 rating uh, for him. He is an elite quarterback, went to the Pro Bowl, believe it or not, for the first time last year. Was not, was not a Pro Bowl quarterback in 2021, even though that year he completed 70% of his passes for almost 4,700 yards, 34 touchdowns, 14 picks, and a rating of 108.3. Is that what that had to be the Allen, where Allen went nuts? It was probably Allen and Mahomes. I guess, but he wasn't even an alternate. Did he get banged up at the end of the year and decline? I don't know. Should, I feel like he should that be That was the year they Pro played Bowl. in the Super Bowl. Right. So maybe so he, was just he like, wouldn't have been able to play. I'm sorry, you're right. He wouldn't have been able to play, but those three quarterbacks? Maybe? I mean, Tyler Huntley was a Pro Bowler. I don't know. I'd, I think the Pro Bowl, yeah, the Pro Bowl thing annoys me. I mean, I feel like. You should be two quarterbacks and then that's it. And there should the alternates shouldn't count as Pro Bowlers. I think it just fair. sucks that like you're in, in the AFC – how great you have to be to be a Pro Bowler. Yeah, Burrow, only a Pro Bowler last year. He was the AP Comeback Player of the Year in 21. But that's So he's the straw that stirs the drink. You got Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, two consecutive seasons of more than 1,000 yards each. Their third receiver, Tyler Boyd, has at least 760 yards and four or more touchdowns in five straight seasons, including 2,000-yard seasons in 18 and 19 before the young fellas burst onto the scene. So this is a very, very good Quite frankly, I think it is the best receiving room in the NFL. My question to you, I was thinking about this, talking about this, somebody else. Just from a top two standpoint, is that the best receiver duo in the league? Or is that Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell or A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith? Tyreek Hill and Waddle. I, I, like I probably wouldn't. I just what I, what I like about theirs the best is that the differences of the two players. Yeah. So Higgins, big. 6'4", 219. Hit him on the outside. He can go up and get it. And then Chase is just kind of everything. everything. So I, I think there's, I think their overall is best. And I think I like the diff Because Waddle and Hill are kind of similar. But they're awesome. They're electric. But yeah. they're kind of similar. Yeah, yeah. Like not, one isn't like a throw it high on a fade and let sure. him go get it guy. They're both kind of the same guy. Um, yeah, but. A.J. Brown and Devonta are probably the ones that are closest. I'll tell you what, if that Addison kid's any good, that's going to be good. good. He's good. Really good. So. He's really good. He's really good. I think it's going to be a good deal. I, I think this is the best three. The the one that's closest is, pro, is Seattle probably closest. We got to see. With Metcalf. I mean, yeah, he's going like, to be. Lock it. Metcalf right now is the only one that would yeah. be, even be Smith in like and Higgins' will... level. Yeah, correct. Yeah. No, that's true. That's so probably not. Yeah, It's probably – I mean, this one's for sure the best three, Yeah, and I think it might be the best two. Yeah, I agree with that. Very short list. New tight end is Irv Smith. Been a solid player. Stefanski documented, knows him pretty well from their time in Minnesota. So they're going to throw the ball. They do not run a ton of play action. They do not do a ton of pre-snap motion. Now they incorporated more of that as the season went on, but this is going to be, in many cases, a shotgun team that's going to drop back. They are going to throw the ball. Irv Smith, by the way, his peak season was 20 in Minnesota, 365 yards, five touchdowns. That's the best of his career. So this is 
a team that's going to throw it to their wide receivers, and then they're going to run it with Joe Mixon, who's got you know 3,000-yard seasons in his career. He had 1,205 and 13 touchdowns in 21. Last year, though, down to 814 yards, 3.9 to carry, 7 touchdowns, but career highs in receptions, 60 catches, 441, and 2 touchdowns. How do you slow them down? You have to get to Joe Burrow, and the Browns have been very effective at doing that. In the last three games against the Browns, Burrow under 300 yards, all three. Under 250 yards each of the last two. Four touchdowns, five picks, zero 100-rate games, and 11 sacks in the last three. Burrow 0-4 against the Browns when he sacked two or more times, and he's thrown an interception in four straight games against the Browns. So it's that pressure, and Browns should be in position to bring the best pressure they ever have. Now the line, they get a bump. Orlando Brown in the mix. Lyle Collins out of the starting lineup. Brown, four-time Pro Bowler, big free agent signing, four-year, $64 million, the real deal. You got left guard Cordell Bolson, gave up five sacks and 38 pressures last year. He's a fourth-round pick of theirs a year ago out of North Dakota State. I think that's a point. You like our matchups in there. Ted Karras, again, solid center but unspectacular. Alex Kappa, solid at the right guard, unspectacular. And then you get to Jonah Williams on the right tackle. And, oh, boy, this is who the Browns have to get after. Last year, 12 sacks and 43 pressures, one of the worst pass-blocking tackles in the NFL. In fact, in 42 games, he's given up 23 sacks in his career, which is astounding. Yeah, that's crazy. So you're talking Zadarius Smith over there. You're talking Miles over there. That's where we need to dominate. And, you know, the truth is my guess is what they're going to try to do is leave Orlando Brown one-on-one. Yeah, I think that's it. And Miles has had some success there. He has had some success there. Orlando Brown says he has not had success there, but he has had some success Statistics there. Statistics would say otherwise. They sir. would say otherwise. So that's the matchup. So for us, it's going to be about the pressure up front, and that's why Zadarius is here. That's why Obo Okoronkwo is here. That's why Shelby Harris is here. Get that pressure with alongside Miles Garrett. You know, he's got the 16 sacks. Zadarius last year, 10 sacks. I will remind people that the second leading sack getter on the Browns a year ago, Taven Bryan had three. Yeah. Obo Karanko only started seven games a year and had five. I mean, we're talking about a massive upgrade in our pass in our pass rush. Back end, I'm feeling good about Denzel Ward. Supposed to practice again today. I think had a very good day yesterday. Um, so you've got him, MJ, Newsom, those are your corners, Delpit, Juan Thornhill, and then Rodney McLeod. And you know, Ron Thornhill popped up on the injury report yesterday with a calf limited. Hmm. So something to keep an eye on there. But if, if you had to turn it over to McLeod, I mean, that's why he's here. This is a guy who last year was a full-time starter for the Colts. Two picks, eight passes, defense, 96 tackles. His pro football focus is actually their number five safety. So he's quite, quite good. The question for us defensively right now is the linebacking core. Just because we, we haven't seen Anthony Walker. We haven't seen Sione Takitaki. JOK, we need him to step up and be a star. But I, I like our ability to cover their tight end and backs out of the backfield. And we have to dedicate all of our resources to stopping Jamar Chase T. Higgins. If Tyler Boyd beats you, kind of in some ways it's like, so be it. Yep. You know, Tyler Boyd against the Browns, he scored in three of the last five, but we've won those games. He only has one 100-yard game against us. T. Higgins, by the way, has never had more than 80 yards against us in his career. Chase only has one game with more than 50 yards against us in his we've career. Been, we've been kryptonite for them. We've got, got to keep it going. And part of that kryptonite's Miles Garrett. Nine games against the Bengals, 11 sacks. Five games against Joe Burrow, eight sacks, six tackles for loss, two forced fumbles, 14 quarterback hits. He has a sack in six straight games against the Bengals with nine sacks in those six. I mean, he has been incredible. But that's the matchup. Pressure on Joe Burrow, that is, I feel like that's your chance, right? That's, that's it. Because if you do not pressure Joe Burrow, 
Joe Burrow will make you pay. It's funny when you're going through all of that, it, it, it becomes very clear that this defense was built for that offense. And honestly, in a ways to be able to get after Lamar Jackson, we have speed that can contain him. They have fast receivers. The Steelers now have fat, like Deontay Johnson and Pickens. Pickens is similar to Higgins, maybe a little more explosive. Yeah. But we're built, yeah, to stop the pass. That's what and, and by the way, it's That's not just league. us. No, it's no. the Jets. It's the Bills. It's the Chiefs. If you want to go out of this, and I'm telling you what, I think the Jags are going to be explosive. Yeah, they should be. You've got, that's what you got to deal with. And so that's where we are. That's what we're going to try to do. And that's really the only chance for it. And I'll give you just a quick number right here. Joe Burrow, without pressure last year, 71% completions, 8 yards and attempt, 27 touchdowns, 9 picks, quarterback rating of 104. Joe Burrow, under pressure, under pressure. By the way, don't blitz him. That's, it's a very difficult thing to do. Just put the 5 down there and, or put our defensive line down there and go get him. Under pressure, drops to 55%, 8 touchdowns, 3 picks, 6.3 yards per attempt, and a rating of 86. So there's nowhere that he's bad, but the drop-off between pressure and kept clean is significant. Certainly is. Um, we were having that conversation about who made the Pro Bowl in 2021, the year yeah. that the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. So it's Allen, yep. Mahomes, yep. Lamar, and Herbert are the four um, Pro Bowl selections. That was your Herbert threw for 5,000 no, yards. Herbert, yeah, my eyes were more on Lamar. Lamar Jackson Lamar made year? the Pro Bowl. He was uh, 28-62, 16 touchdowns, 13 picks, 7, 600, 70, 767 yards on the ground. Um, and crazy. Did, that's crazy. So then, now this is what I, I'm curious about. So, like, Lamar didn't play in the game, and neither did Allen. So the replacements were Mac Jones. Ugh. Mac Jones was the replacement. So then, does Mac Jones, is he a, is that considered a Pro Bowl? Yeah, you go to Pro Football Reference, and I'll do it right now, which is going to make both of us. So Tyler Huntley, a, we'll say. So, Tyler Huntley is a one-time Pro Bowl. Well, the thing that's crazy is, like, obviously Burrow would have been the, he right. would have been it, but he was in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Mac Jones, one-time Pro Bowler. He's, yeah. It's considered okay. a Pro so Bowl. So that's considered a Pro Bowl. When Tyler Huntley you know, that's the most is a Pro Bowl. one of all time. Can I just for the, just for fun, can I regale Please. you? Please, yeah, give it to yeah, Tyler Huntley, who made the Pro Bowl last year representing the AFC. That's right. Played in six games with four starts. He went 2-2 two and two as a starter. In four starts, threw for 658 yards, two touchdowns, three picks, and a quarterback rating of 77. Pro Bowler. And he was named a Pro Bowler. So that's because like eight people said no. I guess. I mean, I don't know how. I don't even know. Jacoby would have been better, of course, by a wide margin. Wide margin. Um, all right, we'll do a little fantasy football coming up next. The fantasy minute with Doctor Z. This is the Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet Sports Betting Partner. Your Cleveland Browns now live in Ohio on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
All right, welcome back into the program. Time for the Fantasy Minute presented by Sailco Capital. Sailco Capital investing locally in the Midwest. We bring on our own fantasy expert, the great Dr. Z. Gibbe wants three guys that are worth playing this weekend, other than the obvious. I mean, I mean, what is? How about? Where are you come up with this? Give me your, give me your off the radar picks to click. Who are some guys that you think could have big years, um, and that could start right away having big years that we don't talk about enough? I like because obviously you're going to play the, the dudes. You play your dudes. You play your studs. Play Start your, your studs. studs. That's yeah. part of it. Uh, a guy that I like week one and for the season is David Montgomery. Moves Same. into Detroit, takes over the job. The Jamal Williams ended up leading the league in touchdowns last year. Jamar Gibbs is going to play a lot of receiver for them. Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Jameer yeah. Gibbs is going to play a lot of receiver for them. Montgomery's going to be the primary ball carrying running back. Mm-hmm. And they get Kansas City week one. No Chris Jones. Not a whole lot of resistance in the middle of that defensive line. I think Montgomery, I, I like him. I think he's going to have a very, very nice game and, and a nice season as well. Um, early portion of the season, if you need, like in a pinch, because you've got a Brees Hall or maybe you're not sure on, you know, Javante Williams in terms of what, if he's going to be all the way back yet. Uh, I like a couple guys I really like. Mostert, because Jeff Wilson went on IR, he'll be running the ball for the Miami Dolphins. I like uh, as well Samaji Pirine as a compliment and a PPR kind of as a flex. And then I think DeAndre Swift is being way overlooked. I think DeAndre Swift is going to have a monster season in Philly. Like, I, do you look He's, at how productive he is always? He just yeah. has to stay healthy. But if he, while he is healthy and on the field, I think that he's being looked at as a low-end running back three. I think that while he is upright, he is going to be a top 20 running back. I agree. So there you go. There's a couple of them. Quarterbacks. You want some quarterbacks? So there's some running backs. Quarterbacks for you. I think Geno Smith is is an excellent value. I think our guy is a great value to Sean Watson. Uh, I think you could start both of those guys. And Aaron Rodgers, like, is not getting any respect enough from a fantasy standpoint. NBC got him, like, in the fourth to last round. Yeah. I kept telling him, like, don't take a quarterback. Don't worry. And he's, like, panicking. I'm like, dude. And then Rodgers. It was, like, at the end, it was, like, between Rodgers and Lawrence. And I'm like. Look at all the dudes you got between yes. now and then. And yes. is is are you sure like is Aaron Rodgers going to be exponentially worse than Josh Allen? I have a hard time believing that. He's not going to give you the running, but I mean I think he's going to be I think he's going to be prolific this year. I'm all I think it's Manning Denver. They that's got what me. I think I know that's high, but I think it's Manning yeah, they, Denver. They got me hook line sinker on that on that program there. Uh wide receivers big on George Pickens obviously. I think Jordan Addison is going to be a stud. I think Terry McLaurin is going to be great in Washington again this year. He's good, I think, pretty much every year. I think down the line, you know, Zay Flowers, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, I think will both be very good. I think Elijah Moore for us is an absolute, absolute steal. And then if you want a super late round guy, you know, that over the course of the year or somebody maybe even be on your waiver wire to stash Mingo in Carolina. I like him. I think he ends up being Bryce Young's number one guy. Adam Thielen is not a lot of options. Adam Thielen is not a number one receiver. They, yeah, they don't really have. So those that's the one thing for them that they don't they don't re- really have. That's um and then tight ends for you. For example, if you're if if we get to the situation we do not have Kelsey tonight. You know Tyler Higby with the Rams. I think is no Cooper Cup. Like he's got to throw the ball to somebody. I think he's got an opportunity to do quite a bit there. Uh, I like Dalton Kincaid as well in Buffalo. And then Laporta, you've been high on, and you told me about him with Detroit. And then Okwankwo with Tennessee, I think, is going to have a nice season. So those are kind of like the later-ish tight ends. Yeah, you got you. You got to think about 
a situ- you know, like in the Detroit situation with Laporta, like no Jamison Williams, so that shifts Jameer Gibbs into more of a downfield threat thing, and then they got to have somebody underneath with Amon Ron St. Brown. So that's kind of how that operation works. I think the one that's – there's so many operations that are going to be tough to figure out. I think Kansas City's a tough one outside yeah. of – I don't know what – that that could that. happen. Anything could happen there. In, in I don't – With yeah. the receivers – um, you know, there's a lot of buzz on Sky Moore and Camp, but like there was buzz last year on him, so it's just like you got to know what it. to trust. Yeah. Like you know, you, you know that Kelsey's going to be do- good, but other than that, you kind of just wait on it. And it feels like it's going to be. We even had Adam Tyshawn. He said it feels like it's going to be more week to week. One area in fantasy where it is totally okay to stream is on the defense. So this week, the best streamers are the Ravens against Houston, the Washington Commanders against Arizona. Yeah. I mean, you. I think you want to you want to wet your beak on that. The Seahawks against the Rams, I think, is a pretty good stream this week, and the Jags defense against Indianapolis, I think, is a good stream this week as well. So you can always stream your defenses. Don't be afraid to do that. Go ahead and 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 get that going. By the way, I, I always do that. Yeah, you got to because ever... it, that's the one that's the most matchup dependent. That is the most matchup dependent. And and as for us this week, you know, I think you can play our defense. I think as long as you're if, if there aren't like big penalties for, you know, if points and yards aren't as important as like sacks and, you know, thing, and takeaways. You know, like I said, we've got 11 sacks of Joe Burrow in five games. We've sacked him in the last I'm sorry, in the last three games, we have 11 sacks of Burrow and he's thrown an interception in four straight games with five of them total against the Browns. So I think you'll get a chance to get some turnovers there from our D. But offensively for us, obviously, you're playing Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper, you know, DPJ last time he saw this team. He put up 114 yards on them, a career high. You got Elijah Moore. You got Chiefs scored against them the last time we played. Got the first touchdown from Deshaun Watson and Deshaun. If I was ranking them, Chubb is automatic. I'm starting Watson without any hesitation. I'm starting uh, Amari, and I'm starting Elijah Moore and Chief. DPJ would have to be a deeper league for me to start. I just think we're going to get the ball in Elijah Moore's hands with a lot of what I would call long handoffs. I like it. Now, see, was it that difficult? No, we crushed it. You crushed it. We crushed it. You're the guy. This is this. This is what he does. Don't try to don't try to butter me up after you told me I was a bad kindness, influence. Kindness no, no, out no, of no, giving. No, 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 I, I'm an not, hour I'm into a Thursday. They said I was a bad influence. You said you do want I, him. Talk to him. He's a bad influence. As I told you <laughs> earlier, I'm no angel. I know. Do you want to hear the reason? You were you were deep in your had, your other stuff. Did you hear why he said I actually was a bad influence? Give it to me. I'll let him say it. Why was I? Why? What were you? How did you say this? How to skirt the system? How to <laughs> manipulate things that go your to go your way? How to? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. Sounds like great life skills. I I I'm gonna be honest with you. Like if you can do that successfully, pretty good. Boy, the professionals. That's, that's, right that's, next if to you me. can do it, profession. If you can do it, elite. Elite life, it takes a lot of panache. You've got to play got within the rules, the but if you're trying to figure out, like remember the game when Bill Belichick had tight ends lining up like linemen <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden they're running free? That was within the rules, and he found a way to take advantage of it. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm not, a, I'm not up here advocating to be a rule breaker. They're not worried about me crossing borders. No. I'm Unlike just here people. to – that's right. Just to try to maximize you know, our output with the – within the playing field and parameters we're given. I feel like that's a great, like, that's, saying, I think that's like, a wonderful thing for NBC. I know, to have. I know you, I think you he's got a lot of those like, traits. Yeah. He and Bootsy both have a lot of those traits. Good. In them. 
of, of trying to of putting themselves in advantageous positions to succeed by getting the most out of the system. Why would you? What do you want? You want yeah, to put yourself in a position to fail? No, no, that's their operate. Like they're pretty, pretty savvy Stop operators. About failing at this yeah. point, pretty savvy. All right, we've got uh, a little guess the spread with Doctor Z Let's coming go. up. We've got a little uh, matchup going the other way. Our offense versus a Bengals defense that you talked about this yesterday. Back end suspect. Yes, especially deep and in the middle. Uh, we've got a mailbag Thursday edition as well. Tweet the questions at Browns underscore Daily. We will get to those in the two thirty hour second hour coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, sports betting partner. Your Cleveland Browns now live in Ohio on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. What a medical mistake caused you injury. Call the medical malpractice attorneys at 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Elk and Elk is a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. We have some breaking news here on the program, distressing breaking news. Tequila oh. Fila has a new haircut. Yes. And he's right here. The beautiful mop that was I don't the talk of the Greenbrier. Listen, I'm not telling you, I'm not saying I don't. It's just shocking. Show the people. Come and show the people. Show the Look people. at it. Slicked up all the yep. sides. Yep. Looks like we went with a nice fade there. He's got a nice from fade. A, it looks from like a, a one fade. A one to a two, maybe. Yeah. yeah. The one fade. Exactly that. Well, well it's, it's not my first rodeo. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it looks clean. It's a shocking turn of events. Yeah. I like it. There though. was a mop. There was a panache that came with the mop. There was, but he still has the stash. I think this. I think it extends to his arm. Like him. Bring the bring, come back out here, Tequila Phil. Show him the arm. Tell me, tell me when you got it. Um, I got it at the Joe Thomas uh, private, uh, party. <laughs> at the hop party. Got tatted up. You swing forearm? I was there. Skull. I didn't yeah, this go. Look yeah. at that. Me and Jeff got the same one. It's awesome. Jeff's is there too? Yeah. Forearm? Same one. They're like brothers. Permanent, right? Yeah. yeah. Permanent, right? So that's yeah. how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's always a bold decision. <laughs> well, get, it, it's funny when you like, and then you go in like when he's like 70-year-old tequila fila and... I just think of everything through the prism of like my boys. Like if they, Dad, why do you have a skull on your forearm? Well, I was, was at a Joe Thomas party. Hoff party, <laughs> and party. everyone was doing it. <laughs> why not? <laughs> not me. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I? I have. See, I, I think I'm gonna like it. I've got to get used to. It. I got a permanent. I don't chain. like it. He's dead to me. Yeah, I well, got a permanent the chain. That when I was looking at the the runt, I was gonna do one of that. It's great. That, I love it. But the problem is, is that when I was gonna do it, the line it was, was too long. Yeah, yeah. And the best part about it is, while it's said to be permanent, not, not, not. No, because this is the removed. rest of my life. I could cut this right off. Cut it right off. That yeah. eh, you could a little bit of laser. Expensive, painful. Expensive and painful. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that what he should do on his skull, though, to give it more him is, like, put his old haircut and mustache on that skull. Well, the mustache, for sure. And then, yeah. <laughs> the hair, the flop. Yeah. Yeah. Give it like that. I think this will look – I do <laughs> I think I'm going to get used to this, though. I think this will be okay. No, it, listen, he's <laughs> here. Okay. He's here to take over. This the is Keelan? part of the – yeah, this is part of the takeover. This is right. the Keel Phillip takeover. Make himself, you know – 
I think he's just he's saying, I want to be as presentable and as legitimate as I possibly can be. He's got to be. He's, he's in a room be. full of legitimacy back there. All right. He's got to be on there. You ready for this? I'm I doing think it. So. so you always keep track of it. I will. Or I'll keep track of it as well. All but right. what we're going for, we have, what, we have 16 games. We have 16 games. So my goal is to get to to nine and seven is a win. Last year, towards the end, you were almost too good. I got, it I got, was hot. It got yeah. too good. Yeah. You, you were able to see how it all works. So the, the idea is well, we will guess the spread with Dr. Z. Early so in the years where it's the hardest because they don't, they don't, they know. don't know. They don't know. By no. the end of the year, they're living in pretty finite buckets. Yes. Yeah. They're in a pretty good okay. spot. Okay. All right. Here you ready go. for this? Yep. All right. Let's start tonight. Detroit at Kansas City, the Super Bowl champs. The Lions getting the big stage for the Leos. Big stage. What do you have to be in within a half point? Either direction. Rule. It used to be. Point. It was a whole point either direction. But then I think we sh- we. Sh- I think we have to do a half because so much of these are around as they are. They're always usually around a field goal. So if a ha- a full point feels like. I think got to do a half point. Higher standard. Private school. I mean. Son of Pedro. Right. By the end of last of year, we were going like 12 and 4. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Three. Okay. Private school, right. son right. of Pedro. Here we go. This is going to be hard. A half son a of Nana. Come on. Let's, let's I want to, let's in, I'm going to keep two. So I'm going to keep if I got it for a half and for a whole. So okay. We'll, fine. And we'll see if, what difference it makes. All right. I'm going with Detroit. I wrote down, I wrote down Chiefs. Yep. Minus five. Got it. Got it. Minus 4.5. Those I got on both. Okay. Arizona. At Washington. Arizona at Washington. Commanders minus seven. Nailed it. On it, exactly. Jaguars at Indy. Jags minus four and a half. Got it. Five. It was not fun. I don't get to make fun of it. Well, so far we're hot. Carolina. Long way to go. Get back. I could go three Carolina and 13. Carolina at Atlanta. Carolina at Atlanta, Atlanta minus three. Got it, minus 3.5. Houston at Baltimore. It's Baltimore. Ravens 10. On it, exactly. Cincinnati at Cleveland. Cincinnati I think I've seen this one. Cleveland. Browns plus two and a half. That's it, exactly. I think you've seen it. I too. think I've seen it. Tampa Bay at Minnesota. God, I'd be killing Simmons and the Cuz. You'd crush them, yeah. Tampa Bay at Minnesota. Yep. Minnesota minus three. Minnesota minus five and a half. What? Yep. Right, that's the first. That's the first Tennessee blemish. at New Orleans. Titans at New Orleans. New Orleans minus four. No. New, Ar- New Orleans minus Uh-oh. three. Gibbe. So in the old days, you would have got it. New days, you don't. Yes. Yeah, so right. You built yourself a nice little cushion. San Francisco at Pittsburgh. Niners minus two and a half. On it. Nailed it. It was one and a half and then went to two and a half with the Bosa okay. news. Ram it at Seattle. Seattle minus six and a half. Old days would have got it. New days don't. Five and a half. Yes. So I'm at old days, I'm at nine. Yeah. And I'm only at seven on the new days. Philly. A half a point's a big difference. Yeah, but I, what I noticed last year was like everything was two and a half, three, three and a half. Like if it's you know I all know of but this, then I gotta go the league is all parody all right. so like okay. they're it's right. two one's right. too much all right. Philly at New England Philly minus three and a half on it Miami at Chargers Chargers minus 
One and a half. No, Chargers minus three. Wow. Okay. Vegas at Denver. Vegas at Denver. Denver minus three. Got it. Denver minus three and a half. Okay. Green Bay at Chicago. Green Bay minus Justin Fields. Two and a half. Chicago minus one. Whoa, that's way off. Dallas at the G-Men. 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 G-Men minus one and a half. Dallas minus three and a half. Wow. That's an Mm -hmm. awful lot of confidence. Wow. That is. Finally, Buffalo at the Jets at Jet Life Stadium. Now so Jet confused. Life is going back to back. They got Sunday night, Monday night back to back. That's a quick turnaround. It is. Bills minus one. No. Bills minus two and a half. Oh, wow. All right. So, so you ended up one, two, three, nine. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine and seven. That's a winning week. At a half point, I would have been 11 and five. 11, that's a big that's difference. That's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. High standards here. High standards. That's fine. That's a win. So yeah. we're, we're one and up. It's a win, dog. One and up. It's a win, dog. As you go through those, and we will do the scores tomorrow on the program. Um, which ones jump out as well? The ones that I was way off on. So Green so Bay, Green Chicago, Bay, Chicago, Dallas Giants. Yes, those were the two where I was. There's a lot of faith way off in Chicago as a three and thirteen, te- three and fourteen team a year ago. Yes, um, there's a lot of belief in them that I have a hard time, and I like Fields a lot. Um, but I do think that it's kind of one of those situations where his fantasy. Greatness, yes, is people clouding. think is 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 the football greatness, and there wasn't a whole lot last year to suggest that the football greatness. I mean, he was good; he was a dynamic player. But it's one thing to be a dynamic player; it's another thing to be like a winning quarterback in the league. Yes, and maybe I just have blind faith in the Packers. I feel like Lafleur's. I think Peter's a good coach, and I think that they still do have some talent. I'm a little concerned with Christian Watson, though. It's popped up on the injury report with a hammy. Never okay. want to see that, especially for somebody. No. Counting on to be a key can key member of the Sooning Snakes. Don't want to see yeah. that at all. No, can't. Don't want to see that. Um, what was the other one? Um, the Chargers. Chargers Miami. I'm into that game a lot. Yeah, that's a full a full home field advantage for a, a team that doesn't have it. So they're they're probably saying that LA's a four point. Yeah, they, they think they they're that much better. I mean, it's a darn good team. Let's be. It, that is a very very good team. Yeah. Yeah. Very good team. All right, there you go. There it is. That's how Guess that works. Spread. I like. Look, I like it. I'm feeling good about it. I feel like we got we've got a lot to get to here still as well in this program. But I'm I'm very excited. Mailbag AVP. Yeah, that's what's coming up next. In fact, AVP will get you the breakdown of our offense versus the Bengals defense. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Bet, sports betting partner. Your Cleveland Browns now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Browns fans, avocados from Peru will be at the Stowe Meyer location 1-3 to three on Friday. 
Stop by to enter the ultimate football sweepstakes. Your chance to win a 2023 Ford Lightning electric truck. Play games, win prizes. Meet Felix Wright. For more info, visit the Browns Facebook page, and you will find it there. And now, from about an hour ago, offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt at the podium. Can you just talk a little bit about uh, how you've seen Deshaun progress throughout the, the preseason and come along with everything you guys are asking him to do this sure. year? Sure. Yeah, no, I think he's done a great job. Um, much more comfortable than where he had been in the past. Um, you know, an off season to, to kind of understand the offense and figure out how we're we're trying to, to to scheme things up. I think he has great understanding for that now. Um, really dove in, took ownership of it, and uh, really for me, it was the last few practices of the the mini camp where you're like, okay, this guy's different than he was. You know, earlier times on the practice field, really lit up and started to really command the offense and, and understand everything we were asking him to do. Getting Marquise back going to help open things up with that offense in the passing game? Um, that's an area that we like. You know, He gives you great speed, um, great experience as a player. He's made a ton of plays in the league. And uh, having that, that ability to run through defenses and, and push the, the coverage deeper um, is obviously going to help any team. But uh, not only is he fast, he's also a very good receiver. So we'll use him in multiple ways. He had a really strong camp in preseason. What, how did you see him improve from the previous couple of years? Yeah, Dave's obviously a talented player, one of the top wise, in my opinion. I mean, he can do both in the run game and what he does in the pass game is exceptional as well. Um, he, he's another guy that just continues to grow. This is his fourth year now in the system. So his understanding and knowledge uh, you know, of what we ask him to do, um, you know, he's improved as a route runner. Uh, he's caught the ball extremely well for us. And then when he blocks, he's as physical as there is in the league. So he's, he's really had a strong camp. And really, the last couple of years has really come on as a, as a top Y in the league. Deshaun, sure. DTR allowed to, but is that kind of a concession to something that Deshaun wants? No, I don't think so. I think we all want it. I think he, you know, he obviously his strengths are uh, when you get people spread out, his ability to move in the pocket and create uh, when things don't work out, or if he decides to take off with the ball, that gives you more space to do so. But we've always been a pretty heavy, um, you know, empty formation team before him. I think we'll, we'll see it as much, if not maybe a little more, or a little less. But that's nothing that uh, you know we've decided to do because of Deshaun. I think we've always been that way, and it'll just play to his strengths. Oh, I think Nick will be just fine, you know, whether it's the ball in his hands out of the backfield as a receiver or handing it to him, whether we're under in the shotgun, I think Nick, Nick will fit in well. He's, uh, his skill set, he's not just a dot runner. You know, he's not an under center, just wide zone runner. He can do a lot of different things. Um, you know, and, and the way he gets ready for the for the season and the off season with his training, um, his ability to run with the football, I feel good about uh, throwing it to him, handing it to him from the gun, or under under center. What makes the Bengals defense so good? Uh, you know, I've been around Lou a lot. Uh, I got a lot of respect for Lou. I think he's one of the top uh, coordinators in the league. The thing that, that Lou will do is show you different things, you know, much like uh, punch and counter punch. You know, you'll, you'll get different looks. Uh, you'll get the same look over and over with two or three different uh, variations of that look. Uh, I think the, he does a nice job of keeping you off guard, keeping you guessing, um, you know. But um, And they play hard. They, you know, obviously it's a defense that, that finishes really well. It's a big motor, you know, a challenge for us to, to play at our level, you know, uh, with our finish and our ability to play to the echo of the whistle has been something we've talked about all week. Is that 
particularly true with their DNs against your tackles? Absolutely. Um, there was a, a play where I think they got a hit or a sack on Jacoby last year where he moved around in the pocket and we kind of, you know, let the time clock expire. You know, we've talked a lot about that, but those two edge rushers, you know, they're going to go till the, till the end of the whistle. So we have to, you know, mindset is uh, we, we're going to play it, you know, to the echo of the whistle as well. Infinity and pass protection, doesn't matter how long we got to hold them out, the mad minute, all those things that goes into it. But, uh, you know, it, it, as we grow and learn more about Deshaun, you know, his ability to break tackles within the pocket, extend plays, um, it really heightens our awareness as an offensive line to continue to fight until the, the play's finally over. Well, you're not going to be able to put it all out there. You have to go over the, the first couple weeks and into the season. For you, how do you balance the, the excitement of wanting to put the work that you've done on the field week one against a tough opponent and knowing that it might take some time to, to lay it all out there? Yeah, that's that's the hard part as a coach. You know, there's two things that kill coaches in that opener, and that's time and tape. So you have all the time in the world, and you got all the tape to watch them. So you start chasing ghosts. You start doing a lot of things that normally you won't have time to do during the normal season. So. You know, Kevin's done a great job of uh, letting us know as a staff that we need to keep this plan tight. It's about execution and it's about finish. It's not really about the scheme so much. It's just how well we can operate within the scheme. Brilliant. It was, you know, tight ends and fullbacks and that. And now, you know, this is year four. Mm -hmm. Fullback, not, not nearly as important. There's not even one on the roster. Right. You know, uh, David's kind of your, your number one tight end there. Just if you could touch the, the evolution that yeah. you guys have made offensively here, coming in with one philosophy, and now you're, you know, having to fit with uh, the personnel. I mean, that's the, that's the story of coaching, right? Adjust and adapt to the players that you have and putting them in the best position to be successful. And I think that's just kind of how we've evolved offensively. You know, we're not stuck in this certain system. You know, we, we can be multiple versatile um, with different people out there. So I think that's one of the things that's a strength of ours. I know with Deshaun, like when Kevin or basically anyone talks about him, like the football junkie aspect mm -hmm. of his personality comes up. I guess, have you seen that like rub off on, on some of the rest of the offense? Yeah, I, I think he leads by example for starters. I think he loves football. Um, that's evident. He sees it extremely well when you sit and talk ball and watch film. I mean, he has a great vision of what he sees in front of him. Um, and then the little things he does on the side, bringing the guys in. Uh, having those extra meetings where he runs and directs the meetings, I think you got to follow a leader like that. There's sort of a perception out there, not really sure exactly where it came from or how it came, that he didn't have a very good camp or he didn't look good at times during training camp. What you know? What do you say to that? Yeah, I would say it probably came back from the red zone periods against our defense. Everybody can admit that's one of the hardest drills in football. So we, we like that. It's hard. There's not a lot of space, and we're not running the football. Um, so it makes it tough on him. So, But, it, you know, all that training, again, is going to pay dividends in the end. Uh, those weren't the best drills offensively for us. Um, again, we didn't scheme what we were trying to do to beat that, that, that defense. We were trying to work on our craft and work on our – our scheme that we have in in that area. So I would say that's not true in that regards, but I can definitely see how that would look to the outside world as you watch a lot of those tight red zone seven-on-sevens where you might have two or three completions out of, say, six or eight. You know, it may look like that, but again, that's really the hardest drill of the day for the quarterback is a seven-on-seven -seven in the red zone and compete. Last year ended for Amari with that injury. He looked like he's back to the guy that started the year last year for you. Yeah, really, and it's, it's – uh, man, what a tough guy he was to stick it out last year for us. Uh, I'm just thinking about the – you know, you watch the games from early in the year and since he, we played him here on Halloween, 
and the guy that was out there compared to the guy that, that came on the field. You know, a tribute to him to fight through and battle for his brothers. But, uh, you know, he, he, he looks like he's back to the old Amari right now after the injury. There you go. Let's get to it. It is a matchup day presented by Bally Bet, sports betting partner. Your Cleveland Browns now live in Ohio. Our offense versus the Bengals defense. Dr. Z. All right, and this, I think, obviously, it's going to be a big one. And we'll start from the perspective of the Bengals' defense. This is a defense that's going to be in their sub-package look. That means five or more DBs about 82% of the time. In terms of the coverages they like to play, cover three last year was their leader. They were tw- played that 30% of the time. Man, one, 20% was their second most used coverage last season. Cover two was third. Middle of the field was open about 50, uh, was open about, Millfield was open, I'm sorry, 42% of the time. It was closed about 57% of the time. Of the times that they did a coverage, they disguised it about 22% of the time. So it'd show middle field open, finish with middle field closed, or vice versa, about 22% of the time. Now, one of the reasons they were able to do that and do a lot of disguise was how good Jesse Bates and Von Bell were and that they were somewhat interchangeable. The question is, will they do that as much? with these new safeties and, and the answer to that is right now well we just don't know we don't know what that's going to look like one thing to be on the lookout for is they actually play cover zero 5.8 percent of the time so not often but that was actually the fourth most in the nfl so they are not afraid to bring the house they don't blitz a ton but when they do they've been pretty effective as a blitzing defense so who do they've got up front the pro bowler trey hendrickson two-time pro bowler last year led the team with eight sacks but this was a team that didn't have a lot of sacks only 30 last year 29th in the nfl they're the 23rd ranked pass defense but where do they get you turnovers they take to the ball away and 24 takeaways and in the red zone they were the ninth stingiest defense in the red zone in the nfl when you turn sevens into threes you are able to win games so that's what they did so up front Hendrickson and Hubbard are your two primary pass rushers. They combined for 14 and a half sacks a year ago. In the middle, you got big DJ Reader and BJ Hill. Hill more of the pass rusher. Reader very good at stopping the run. And they are a tough team to run on up the middle, which is why the Browns always try to attack them typically on the edges. They've got two good linebackers, Jermaine Pratt and Logan Wilson. Last year, they combined for 222 tackles. They combined last year for three interceptions, 14 passes defensed. So this was a very good linebacking court, and they have the two guys on the field the majority of the time. Their third linebacker, Akeem Davis-Gaither, was the one who will not be excited to see James Hudson again. Back end, Mike Hilton, the veteran. He's a team captain. He is a good slot corner. Doesn't blitz much with the Bengals like he did with the Steelers, but he can play, can cover. Uh, was last year 68% completions, 86 rating in coverage. Had an interception for them. The other corner, Cam Taylor-Britt, only started nine games. Charles Davis was very high on him yesterday, but he gave up 61% completions, 109 rating. In fact, DPJ had his best game ever against Cam Taylor-Britt down in Cincy when he went for 114 yards. He gave up 10 catches for 154 in the two games against us. Uh, But he did have an interception in the divisional round of the playoffs. It was his interception that actually sealed the win over the Buffalo Bills. So they like him. They think that he's an ascending player. The other side is going to be Chidobe Awuzie. And I think this is, again, coming back off of a torn ACL, suffered against us on Halloween night. Where is he at? Where's his conditioning at? What are they able to do to him? That'll be interesting to see. And then the safeties, this is where I think you're very vulnerable. Dax Hill, their first-round pick a year ago, did not perform well as a rookie. They're counting on him to just step in and take over. And then Nick Scott, who had one of the worst coverage grades of any safety in the NFL last year, which was his first year as a starter. He's a former seventh-round pick of the Rams. 
Uh, he started last year, two picks, five passes, defensed, but in coverage gave up a 106 rating, and they're replacing Bates and Bell. So if I'm the Browns, I'm running at the guys on the end because Hubbard 265, Henderson 270. Feels like a little bit less resistance than what you're going to get in the middle at 311, 335, and then they bring in Josh Tupo at 340, so they can be huge in the middle. Um, I like our chances with Najoku against the linebackers. Wilson does have the center seven interceptions, but I think you can get him from an athletic standpoint with David Najoku, and then I think we challenge their secondary. I think there's nobody there that I would be afraid to throw the ball at. Challenge these guys and then make those safeties run concepts and combinations that force those safeties to make decisions. And what I'm curious about is if because of these safeties, do we think that they will live in a more cover two than we're used to seeing from them? Is this, are they going to yeah. just say, let's play these two guys deep. Don't give up any big plays. And if that happens, look for a lot of Nick Chubb. I think the Browns are really gonna be able to run the ball effectively with Nick Chubb if they're in cover two. And I think we'll try to run them out of cover two to get us into advantageous passing situations. How would you best describe what you think our operation will be Sunday? What will it look like offensively? If it went his way and it went to script, what would it look like? Mix of under center and shotgun. Mix of straight run plays and then some read option type plays. Uh, obviously play action. I think that we will push the ball down the field, but I think there will be a lot of just take the layups. If they're going to play cover two, run those quick little sticks, get the seven yards, you know, get the ball, as I said, some long handoffs to Elijah Moore in space. I think trying to use our speed at the perimeter to get guys outside in, in the edge, whether those are quick screens, whether that's, you know, getting a guy coming across the formation and just getting it to him while he's already running. I think that those are some of the things the Browns will be able to do. But I do think we're going to take some shots down the field, and I think we're going to run a lot of digs because Deshaun throws a dig very well, and I think we're going to allow those digs, and then we'll be able to get those, read the safeties on those and figure out when we can run that dig and then sneak that post in behind them and try to hit the big shot play. I, can't, I just can't wait to see this operation. Yeah, I think the biggest this matchup for us yeah. is, is Jed Wills, and Jack Conklin working against Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson. I think that will be the biggest kind of test for us, you know, on the on the offensive line and, and in terms of what we really want to be able to do. Those two don't get home as much as as you might think, but they are around the quarterback a lot. They're pretty decent on pressure. Yeah, they had last year Sam Hubbard had fifty four pressures, Trey Hendrickson had sixty two. For comparison's sake, last year Miles sixteen sacks, seventy three pressures. Zadarius ten sacks, he had eighty pressures last yeah. year. So significantly higher. Better. Better. It is a mailbag Thursday. Tweet us your questions. Browns underscore daily. We're going to answer the room coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Bet, sports betting partner. Your Cleveland Browns now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Well, it's a mailbag Thursday presented by Cross Country Mortgage, official mortgage partner of your Cleveland Browns. When it comes to financing, we always get you home. Visit ccm.com today. Equal housing opportunity, NMLS 3029. Hello, Gibby. Hi, boys. Uh, you ready co- for this? NFL season, baby? No. It's go time we tonight. Let's go. Yet. We got a score to do. I'm excited for this. I, I like this game. I, I'll tell you what. I like that it's not the Bills. I like that it's not some team that I see all the time. Agreed. I like that it's not Philly, that it's not Dallas. I like that it's Detroit, that they're yep. getting this moment. It's a lot of belief in them, a ton of belief yeah, in them. You yeah. wanted, you wanted you the want moment. The juice, you got and the this moment. is predicated mostly off the fact that they beat Green Bay in a meaningless game for them that meant everything to Green Bay. That's where a lot of this offseason juice. I don't love their draft, so forth. Um, but – I'm excited to see them play because it's this is a team that I usually only, you only get to see on Thanksgiving because you have to. Uh, a couple little news and notes from around the sports world, real Give quick. Give it to me, Bill uh, Rabinovitz yep, from Bill. the uh, Dispatch down in Columbus. Ryan Day saying that he was informed, presumably by the Big Ten, the penalty on Marvin Harrison Jr. for stepping out of bounds and not getting immediately back on the field should have not been called. Should have been a touchdown. Would have given McCord a 24-yard touchdown. They scored on the drive anyway, but what that does is that changes the perception of the way people viewed Kyle McCord in the debut. Exactly. So instead, you'd have that was like a forty-yard touchdown to Marvin Harrison Jr., um, and so that would have made that all look better. By the yes. way, I thought McCord was more than fine. I thought their bigger problems were up front. Yeah, I mean, he was that... fine. It's not like he was. It's not like he was erratic or wasn't accurate. Like, yeah, he was pretty accurate. He didn't take many shots down the field, but he was pretty accurate. Unlike what I could say about the Clemson offense from this past weekend. Oh, baby. I, he was getting ready to come in. I know he was. He's right. He's, he's, I, I don't, I, maybe I should have just not, let him walk not, in. Send then, him in. It's then I think not, a good, not a good debut for Scarlett. I think I just saved him. I think, I think Justin Fields broke the Clemson program. That's what I think. He's, I think it's over. He's laughing. I think the ship has sailed on your boy Dabo. It's sad. Over. Over. Still nope. running. He did not look well running. Five-star quarterbacks coming over, wanting high fives. Nope. No high five for you, Dabo. No, sir. Long season in Death Valley, kids. Long season. (laughs) Luckily, they still have all that Southern Tide money they can throw around. Yeah. Or did he go to South Carolina? He went to South Carolina. Well, they don't even have that going for him. No. It's not great. Not a good week. Yeah. Sorry. It's all right. I just saved you. You're welcome. That was a great shot. That was Um, a great shot. (laughs) <laughs> from Kevin Seifert, right. uh, ESPN, Justin Jefferson speaking today to All the right. media All right. about his contract talks. He says he hopes to get a deal done. Isn't sure if it's going to happen. He'll leave it up to his agent and the team on whether talks would extend into the season. Hopes to continue playing with Kirk Cousins, but can't control it. So that's a he's that's a weird. Is he presser. on a is he on a franchise? No. Or is this the final year of his? This, this is the final year this of his rookie his fourth deal? season. He's a year ahead of Chase. He's the same age as Burrow. Yeah, so this is his fourth season. His fourth season. Okay. So he's, so he's got, got this, this and year one more. And one more. Yeah. So the reasons Higgins is done quicker is because he's a second round pick. Right. He has to. Exactly. So his is he. They'll both. They'll all be up next year. Who has the current market for receivers? Is it Hopkins still? No, the top salary. Did somebody receiver? did no. somebody jump that? Hopkins is. Hopkins' was like 30-some million when he did it. He lapped the field. I don't know. Has somebody passed that that I'm – I don't I'll think look so. Josina Anderson is saying that that's what Jefferson's camp wants. They yeah, want no kidding. They want the $30 million wide receiver. 
Yeah, as well you should be. Tyreek Hill. He's at 30. Yep. 52 fully guaranteed. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, he's he's worth that. But, yeah. Devontae's close. He's at like 28. Probably the number one offensive weapon outside of quarterback. Yeah. In the National Football League. Hopkins, maybe, was Hopkins' deal like his was the most guaranteed at the moment? There was a time yeah. when he had a monster. Huge. Yeah, Tyreek's at 30. Devontae was at 28. Cooper Cup, 26.7. A.J. Brown, 25. I think the, the lesson we learned here is my internet's faster than yours. Much. Much. Hey, maybe it's your computer. It's maybe. I love this. Thing. I mean, well, I know. There are a lot of people in the 23, to, like Devo Samuel. That would be the seventh one that he referenced earlier. 23.8. Diggs, 24. A.J. Brown. 20. How about Geno Smith getting himself three years, 75? Good for him. Jeez. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Daniel was making is making thirty million a year. See, Had a hundred eighteen million dollar contract. That is wild. All right. Well, it is a mailbag. God damn you can tweet your questions to us million. at Browns. Here's the thing, though, on the on those numbers, like even the Bosa numbers, like that's less money than Fred Van Vliet got. Yes. Okay. Timothy Mozgov like got eighteen million. This nonsense NBA. You compare like twelve Nick guys. Bosa. Yeah. Right, it's twelve the guys. I get it, but like baseball, where every penny is just crazy. Oh yeah. Uh, Isaac Moore tweets at the show: Is there a team in the NFL you feel is being disrespected this season, other than the Browns? I think the Raiders will be much better than they are projected. Isaac, I died on this hill last year with McDaniel's. <laughs> yeah, I would advise you to not put the Raiders yeah. on that pedestal. Careful. Um. I don't know that we're talking about the Saints enough. Really? I, I'll, I'll tell you one. Like, You don't like that one? You don't like the Saints? Solid I just, D. the div- division's tr- so bad. Yeah, but everybody's I've talking heard, more about Atlanta. Yeah, there's, there's I, don't, I, th- I don't know what that is. I think that's a lot of Arthur Smith. They, they like his operation. I guess. But like they're ignoring, maybe Heineke goes in quicker and they can just run the operation he ran in Tennessee. They've got, a, obviously, have a lot of weapons. Um, yeah, New Orleans is one. I, In terms of, like, like I think Green Bay is going to be better than people think. I mean, I think there's a chance they win the North or they be a yeah. playoff team in the NFC. Like, I I, sure. I think the notion that Green Bay falls off a cliff, I, I don't. I just don't buy that. So they would be one. I don't know if is I agree anybody I don't think they fall off a cliff, but I'm not what sure. What is this? What's he getting, what's he getting ready for? Got to suit it up a little bit, it looks like. Jeez Louise. Who knows? Movers and shakers. Who, in terms of, is there a contender that we're not talking about enough? Is Dallas better than people think? They might be. I'll find out. Is Miami getting Chargers. talked about enough? I don't think the Chargers are being talked about enough. It's just nobody believes in that coach. I agree. I mean, that. dude, they blew it. You were in Jacksonville. You're up the way they were up, and you blow that. That's insane. You, that's yeah. impossible. Yeah. I mean, they're wasting. I'm Herbert. amazed he survived, but they brought in Kellen Moore. But the reason that he survived is because they're not going to pay him not somebody not to coach there. Correct. Yep. You know? Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of teams. Like, I don't – we were talking about this off air. Maybe maybe we end up eating our words on this. I just – I don't see it with Baltimore, and I don't see it with Pittsburgh. McClain just picked the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. I, I don't – I'm like, what? I general. like Munkin a lot. Like, Come he was on. great at Georgia. We liked him a lot here. But who's he throwing to? 
defensively, they are not what they used to be. They don't have the pass rushers. They don't have the secondary like they used to. They're really good at linebacker. I don't know. I don't. I'm not crazy about them. NFC, it's just when you, like, if tomorrow, if we do, like, picks or whatever. We're going to do picks tomorrow. When you guys go through, like, the NFC. Anybody can make playoffs. After the first, after Philly, San Francisco, and Dallas. It's wide open. I mean, they're teams you like. I think Seattle's going to be sure. good again. But, right. But, like, they're not a Super Bowl team. Like, it feels I, like one of those three will be in the Super Bowl in the NFC. I guarantee. I, I'm not even going to look. Gibbe has practiced just recently, like, or about to wrap up because th- this is my internet is gone. Yeah, oh, probably. That's usually, the then you get the dump. Yeah, you get a little video dump. The Hopkins number I was thinking of, he was he got a two-year $54 million with Arizona. The signing the first year was 27 and a half. Yeah. So that was the one in my head of when yeah. he kind of reset the market. You had it. It was a big one. Uh, H. Snyder tweets at the show, does anything keep you up at night with this team? I don't want to see any secondary breakdowns like we had in our first two games last year. Go Browns. I don't want to see that either. Correct. I think that would be ridiculous. I'm still, I'm still and, seeing that. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm just what I'm not keep me up at night. Nothing keeps me up at night. I know how good the roster is. I am so fatigued about having to explain that the, the talent is what the talent is. Correct. I'm fatigued. You yeah. probably noticed it over the last month. Like sometimes I just get annoyed by it. Um, and yeah. some of it is obviously past history, um, but there also has to be an acknowledgement that this is a different era. The last four or five years, the talent is exponentially better. There wasn't Joe, Joe Thomas played the Hoff played his entire career here. There's not an, anybody else who's even in the vicinity of people who played the majority of their career in the conversation for a gold jacket. You got like five guys who, if they, if their career keeps going, have potential to be gold jackets. Yes. Like it's different. Totally different. Totally different. We're lo- yeah. The thing that I would say is, you know, we don't really know about the backup running backs, you know, but they, again, they're backup running Nobody backs. Nobody does. We don't know about our linebacking room coming back from the injuries. Uh, and, and that would, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I mean, I, I, I am certainly not kept up at night wondering if Deshaun Watson is going to be good this year. I think he will be good. Love a dog today seems like the new defense may be susceptible to a screen over the blitz from time to time. Is mm. there any way around that, or is that just the cost of doing business? You I mean, saw the, the Chiefs got us with that screen. but yeah. you, you, That was the first time all preseason, I think, that we hadn't played the screen well. Yeah, you got to be – linebackers have to have their eyes in the right place and go to the right spot. If they go the wrong way, a screen's going to be very successful in the NFL. But, no, I don't think that's a – product of our defense i think that we're going to be just fine from that standpoint i think that a well-timed screen and a well-called screen against the right blitz is going to be successful it's just just that's part of the chess game this it's chess like you're trying to call the right play for what they're doing as a defense um so yeah there are going to be you can't perfect offense will beat perfect defense every single time unless you blow the play up in the backfield uh, Samuel it. Barefoot tweets at the show, what should we be expecting out of Najoku this season? I'm pretty high on him, but is it just hype or is there substance? There's plenty of There's substance. There's plenty of substance. I mean, Lord, he's giving you substance. Look, he was banged up last year yeah. and didn't have a full season with Watson, had a career-high 58 catches, 628 yards, which were 11 off of his career-high, four touchdowns tied his career-high. I think he beats all of those numbers this year. He stays healthy. 800? I think he could have between 65, seven 750. To 806 to 10 touchdowns. I mean, Deshaun loves him in the red zone. There's lots of love. Yeah.
Bobby time. Bobby. Bobby. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. What's the best and worst fantasy football team name you've seen or had? Can't say the worst. I can't say the worst or the best. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, sorry, Bobby. Okay. Sorry. Uh, what do you go to? Do you have a go to? Or do no, you change it every I year? I change it every year. Yeah, yeah. Some of my teams are like the same because I'll have teams with like the part like the Sooning Snakes. That's a that's a dynasty franchise. That'll always be that. Yeah. Me and S, we have our team name. We always tweak it each year for one person that's on our team. Yeah. You know? I've been uh, Shaboom Shabooms for f- 15 years for the bar that Kenny Powers goes to. Is it a, is it a storied franchise? It's, we uh, any we're the. I'm trying to think what we are. Probably like the Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks. In the mix. Won a couple of titles over okay. the 15 years, but uh, always in the mix. Usually a playoff yeah. team. Okay. Yeah. It's been a minute, though. It's been a minute since we've hung a banner. Okay. I think I only missed the playoffs once in the since this has been the same league since 01. Uh, let's see. What else from Bobby? If you could make the ultimate sandwich, what would be on it? Are you guys sandwich guys? I like a sandwich. I like I mean, I'm not afraid of a sandwich. I think the best sandwich out there is a, a perfectly executed French dip. Perfect baguette. That's a, prime there's rib. a wide range on the fr- on the French dip. Yeah, it's got to be perfect. For it, yeah. Perfect French dip is perfect. Yeah. Um, the au jus to dunk it in. I like, I like a sub from time to time. Every once in a while. I when I'm on the road, I get hurt. When I'm road tripping, I like Subway. I think it's a great road I'm, trip. I'm a big, uh, I'm a big uh, Jersey Mike guy. I like Jersey a Jersey Mike. Really I like good. that. Yeah. As the sub goes, um, yeah. There's a lot of good. Uh, there was one I used to always get it uh, in in college at Jimmy John's. I can't remember. It, was, it had avocado and sprouts on it with turkey. Oh, that man. one was really Sounds good. Real like a beachcomber or something like that. Yeah. It's been a minute, um, but yeah. We already knew that you're the best uh, in the world in broadcasting. Thanks, Bobby. But if you could be the best in the world at something else, what would it be? Running a hedge fund. I think um, I, I, I got to tell you, a perfectly executed BLT is pretty perfect. I know you're not a Mayo guy. No, Mayo. Out. But th- that done right usually hits. Running a hedge fund is what you say? You don't even have to be that. I mean, if, as long as you have, you're in the right spot, you can. That's what I'm saying. Be fine at it. Feels it. like that'd be pretty good. I, I have, I would like to be. I think if I was the best golfer in the world, that would be pretty sweet, pretty lucrative, and pretty fun. Be a good life. I think it'd be a very good life. Very good life. Yeah. Yeah. I'd also. I mean, if I was the Rock, that would be. I think fun you'd rather too. be the. I would rather be the best golfer than be the Rock. Than be the best ref, pro wrestler ever. Yeah. 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 I think so. Well, there's a. The Rock's got so much stuff going on. So much. No, no. I think if I was right, if I was the best pro golfer, ever, that would be an awesome life. Yeah. It'd be something I could do for. As you long love or doing as it. I want. Yeah, I love it. Love it. So that wins. Yeah. yeah. And that's it for today's Twitter mailbag. Right, there you go. Um, is it the X mailbag now? It's the X mailbag, yeah. I guess. Here's another yeah. one. What if yeah. you're like just the best stock trader ever? I mean, every, I guess that's kind of what I'm going for with the every, hedge fund thing. Like, because then just, you, you just, don't even have to have a job. Yeah, that's true. You, you just, just like every stock you pick is it's a win. <laughs> wins. Big see league. the see the future. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Yeah. Um, all right, it is our first score of the season. It's a Thursday. You must Thursday. Pay, pay attention. attention to the scores. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Bet, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Bet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Need a new roof on your home? Never replace your roof again with Renew Home Exteriors. Replace once for life warranty this month with the purchase of a new roof. Get free insulation on a solar-powered attic fan to help take the load off of your AC unit and keep your attic venting properly. Install today. Save with no interest for 24 months. Go visit my friends. Renew Home Exterior. Superior products, superior service. Visit RenewEstimate.com. We got football tonight, baby! Yeah, baby. Yeah, Leo's Chiefs. KC. There isn't anybody who would pick the Leo's. Would it be a KC no masterpiece? Way. Nobody's going to do it. No one's going to do it. Nobody will do it. No way. Mahomes is perfect in openers. They have not lost an Never opener. Lost. Nine and oh. Never lost. Never lost. Every level. What's this? It's a huge What's box. What's this? Huge box coming in from Stones. Every level. Uh, <laughs> Chiefs. 79. Yep. Lions. 74. Same. Enjoy your football. We're back tomorrow. Full Remember, scores. It's Thursday. a Thursday, kids. It's a Thursday. It's a Thursday. Next level is next. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.